welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney. We are sharing episode 14 with you today. We have all made it through the longest and hardest month of the year. We are recording towards the end of January. Um, and this should be released, I think, in the last weekend of January. So yes. hopefully it will be a nice boost to take you into February with some Disney magic. Um, definitely a big well done to us. Well done, Rosie, for making it. Yep, well January. done. <laughs> It's been a hard. This month has been difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we are back to our Disney classic stream, which is really exciting. We're on to our fourth round, and um, so our fourth uh, classic film review. I'm going to let Rosie tell you what we'll be discussing today. Yes. Yeah, so we're very excited about this one, or at least I am. I, I'm kind of speaking for you, Katie, but I assume <laughs> you are. An animal. That's why. You're like, we're all so excited about animals. Yeah. I'm like, you will be excited for this one. <laughs> so before I let you know what we're going to be discussing, if you've missed our previous classics episodes, just to let you know, in case you enjoy this one, and you want to go back. It's episode two for Snow White, episode six for Pinocchio, and episode ten. Fantasia. That felt very therapeutic, Rosie. Thank you. That oh, like, wow. That felt like a really therapeutic. What else am I here for, you know? <laughs> so they're, they're good episodes. You'll have a laugh. Um, trust if me. If we do say so ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but when today... we say that, we mean we enjoy recording. Yeah. No, mean. no. Yeah. It's just, yeah, they're funny episodes. They are but, funny. But today, we will be discussing and reviewing Dumbo. Yes. So... Yeah, I think we're both excited. I think we've been looking forward to this one because it's one of the ones, it's the first one I think that we've done so far that we've probably watched in like normal context. Yeah, I think it was like our favourite, like when we're looking through the list, I was waiting for this to come up at some point. It felt like once we hit Dumbo, we were like on track. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So as usual, we'll be sharing our thoughts on the plot, the animation, the characters, the music, and we'll be giving it our classic racing out of 10 which I know you're all like waiting for this is what you listen to us for you know what I don't even know what's going to pop out of my mouth at the end of this no I don't I've got a clue I actually don't this time either it's going to be how I feel in the moment so we'll see yeah um but but having said that personally I'm hoping that our scores will be higher (laughs) in this episode than they have been for the previous classics because spoilers they were (laughs) a little bit low a little bit low so, with that said, let's get into this episode. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So we'll start off with Disney fun facts number one. So, in December 1941, Time magazine had plans to honor Dumbo as Mammal of the Year on their front cover. But then Pearl Harbor happened, and they opted for a more serious cover. However, they still called the animated elephant Mammal of the Year as an inside feature of the magazine. That's, That's fair. so cool. That That's is fair, really cool. To be fair. I mean, imagine releasing a cartoon elephant on the front of your magazine when one of the world's biggest tragedies just happened. Not yeah, really. that you gotta read the room. Like yeah. that's not <laughs> as much as everyone loved Dumbo. No. No, that's not quite what we're looking for, is it? Can you imagine as well, like being on the editing team and I've done all of that and then being like, we really can't release this. <laughs> we yeah. really can't. That would have been so sad, though, because it would have been such an exciting thing yeah. to have them on the front. But alas, never mind. All the world. So that brings us on to segment number one, where we introduce you to the film, we introduce you to the plot, in case you haven't seen the film or you haven't seen it in a while. Um, and then we kind of go into the contextual background a little bit, and Rosie then will bring um, us in with some wonderful reviews. Um, so here comes one of my, my lovely plot reviews. <laughs> my plot summaries, sorry. 
So, um, Dumbo, I love the start of Dumbo. So it starts and it's all in this like this circus train and we get, obviously we, we, we get the classic Disney intro credits as well. Yeah. Um, and then we're in the circus train and oh look, there's loads of baby animals being delivered across the train by all these storks. <laughs> Because we all know babies come from stores. Um, so they're delivered. So we see baby zebras that kind of appear and they just appear out of magic. Um, and they're like fully formed babies. It's great. And we see this happen for loads of animals. It happens for the monkeys, the lions. There's loads of them. It's one of my favourite scenes in the film. Mine too. Um, but this lonely elephant, Mrs. Jumbo, uh, her baby doesn't arrive. And it's really quite sad. Um, that's how the film starts. And the whole beginning of the film seems to be like around kind of setting the scene of the circus. We see a lot of circus setup. We see a lot of the train. Um, and then we move into the sky and there's a stork who's running a little bit late, <laughs> um, checking his map. Uh, and so when he eventually arrives, he's kind of come like a day or two later with um, Mrs. Jumbo's baby elephant. Mrs. Jumbo's baby elephant arrives. She's going to call him Jumbo Junior. It's all very cute and sweet. And then the elephant sneezes and he has ears that are like three times the size of his body. <laughs> and all the ele other elephants are horrified, but his mom still loves him, which is thank you. Aww. From there, we then kind of see um, like Dumbo becoming part of the circus. So there's a really cute scene where he kind of starts to put up the tent um, and it's, he's kind of involved in that circus life. The other elephants aren't a fan, but his mom's there, so it's cool. Then when they kind of start doing the circus acts, there's a point where people come in and they're making fun of Dumbo um, and the, the public are kind of like mimicking his ears and kind of like threatening him and kind of like pushing him. So his mum loses it and his mum tries to trample all the humans, uh, which doesn't go down very well no. <laughs> in the circus. And they basically like imprison her in her own like little prison carriage, which is really sad. And Dumbo is basically left on his own with all the mean elephants. Um, and so then kind of from there Dumbo becomes part of the act but Dumbo's ears are a bit of a liability um, so like he trips over his ears and makes the whole elephant um, like prison pyramid pyramid that's also not prison <laughs> <laughs> pyramid fall over so all these elephants break bones then he's made into a clown instead and he's also not very good at that either so, so then there's a random mouse who's just there <laughs> Then there's a mouse who's there as well. So Timothy Mouse, who's just kind of chilling at the circus and he becomes friends with Dumbo. It's also important to note that Dumbo does not speak at all in this mm. film at all. Every other animal speaks, <laughs> Dumbo doesn't speak. Um, so Timothy kind of senses that um, Dumbo's missing his mom, takes Dumbo to visit his mom in one of the cutest scenes ever with the most, one of the most emotional Disney songs ever with Baby Mine. Oh. Too much. Dumbo then gets really sad, goes and has a drink, but little does he know that the drink has been spiked, so he ends up getting high and drunk and having hallucinations. And then he ends up in a tree. Um, that's <laughs> literally how it happens. <laughs> they just cut from one scene where he's drunk with pink elephants to him being in a tree. They then realise, so then he meets some crows, and then they all kind of realise that um, Dumbo flew into the tree. Um, so from there, he has a nice little chat with the crows. He flies back home. Um, he flies back into the to the um, to the circus, goes and kind of prepares for his clown act again. But this time he flies. And an important part of all this is there's like a magic feather. He thinks he needs this like magic feather that makes him fly. Obviously, it's all psychological. And so in that last moment when he's, he's about to jump off and fly, the feather slips. Can he fly? You need to watch it to find. Yes, he can. Fly. <laughs> Imagine if I was like spoilers from 1941. I was gonna say, I think everyone knows that he flies. And he flies, and he basically gets his own back on all these people who've called him out. And because of him, the circus becomes a massive success. 
his mum is released from like the weird elephant prison in the back garden um, and everyone lives happily ever after in a lovely VIP carriage at the back of the train. The end. So Very good. Thank you. It's a bit of a weird one for a plot because it's more about like character and theme exploration than yeah. plot. Um, again, a little bit like, oh, to be fair, a bit like Pinocchio and a little bit like Fantasia and the fact that it's not like a solid plot. Um, mm. So that's kind of the the plot summary. It's, I think, again, it's quite a young one for kids, I think, this one, because you're kind of focusing on the fact that it's an elephant, big ears, etc. Um, it was released in 1941, uh, and it was made to basically save Disney from the financial loss of both Pinocchio and Fantasia. Because, yes. uh, you know, when we think back, as we said in our other episodes about the classic films, Snow White was a massive financial success, and it continued to be over the years that has came. Yeah. After that, there's been a bit of a dip. Pinocchio and Fantasia were not as successful as the studios wanted them to be at all. So Dumbo was, as you can tell, I think, you can definitely tell Dumbo's a lot brighter in its imagery and its colours mm-hmm. and it's it's got those classic advertising, like circus-style designs. Yeah. It, it's clearly advertising and, and appealing to more families. And that was on purpose because Disney Studios needed more money. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was the point. At 64 minutes, it is one of Disney's shortest animated features. I think it's the shortest Disney film, isn't it? Animated Disney film. Yeah, I think, I think. so. Um, it, I think it only just qualifies really to be a film. It's only an hour and yeah. um, It was cheap. It was rushed out of production as well because of, there was another war again. Yeah, <laughs> The sadly. war is still there. Um, so they had to keep the production kind of as inexpensive as possible, uh, which means that you'll notice that lots of the backgrounds in the film are a lot less detailed when you compare it to the previous films. And the characters are simpler. The fact that, you know, again, that Dumbo doesn't talk probably but it's their advantage. There's one less person to hire and edit. Yeah, um, very maybe, true. Maybe, again, why the plot isn't as fleshed out as it potentially could have been. Um, maybe they had to cut quite a lot. Who knows? Um, mm. So that's the background again. I think it's interesting. I didn't know before we did this that it was really rushed through mm. it was clearly one of those kind of like we need a money maker film um, yeah yeah so that's the kind of concepts for it that's the plot I think most people have seen Dumbo I think yeah um, I think so it's Definitely. one of those films that I think with Disney it's always kind of like everyone's kind of seen it and if you haven't seen it you at least know what happens at Dumbo as big is yeah you're, if you say Dumbo like everyone will know who that is mm. like it's, it's a very well-known character very well-known yeah. film and it was obviously remade as well, wasn't it, in um, a few years ago. Was it 20... Probably 2015. Was it 2017? 2017 sounds... Yeah. Oh, no, 2019. Oh! The last year has just been so wow. long, clearly. As if that was two... Okay, two years ago. Wow. 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 There we go. Um, so, yeah. So, there has been a remake, which is very, very different. Um, so, but we're talking about the original one today. And Rosie yes. is going to walk you through kind of now some of the, the reviews that... Um, the film has had as well. Yeah, so in terms of reception, this film is really interesting because despite the fact that it was very rushed and very simplistic in like terms of animation and things, it did really well, and despite the war. Mm. So despite World War II, it was still the most financially successful Disney film of the 1940s. Wow. So obviously Pinocchio and Fantasia came out both in 1940s, which they realised was a bit of a mistake because yeah. they, they they basically spent a lot on both of those films mm. and did not make enough back from either of them to cover the cost. Wow. Um, so it's, it's very interesting that this was very successful. So it grossed roughly more than $1.3 million during its original release, returning wow. about 150000 and I believe, how much did it cost originally? So it cost 950000 to make, which wow. still sounds like a lot. But when you bear in mind that Pinocchio and Fantasia were definitely in the millions like mm. to, to create. <laughs> yeah. 
um what a waste <laughs> what a waste of money <laughs> They should have stuck with this. This should have been their second one. They should have done like a Dumbo 1 and Dumbo 2. Yeah, legit. But yeah, so um, this film in the time was really popular. People loved it. Dumbo became a bit of an icon. Um, People loved it despite the fact the war was going on. I don't know, maybe they looked at him and thought like, this is a nice escape, like a cute elephant. Well, we've said that in the past, haven't we, about the fact that, and I I know we'll talk in a minute about how it was received in context, but we've said about Pinocchio and Fantasia that it was a bit dark and deep for escapism. Yes. This is easy escapism, this one, so. Yeah, definitely. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, well, they got what they wanted. They got some money from it, which is great. <laughs> um, but in terms of what the audience and critics think, so on IMDb, one of our trusty uh, sources. Oh, we use, love IMDb. We do. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the uh, score was seven point two out of ten, and that's out of one hundred and nineteen thousand seven hundred wow. reviews. So that is a lot. You know, when you look at IMDb and it's like. 10 reviews you're yeah. like ah okay do they really have that score <laughs> or is it the same person wow. reviewing it 10 times but that is that is a lot of people how so. that many people reviewed dumbo on imdb and because i looked back as well when i was looking for reviews and that's like between 1997 and 2021 i didn't like, even know imdb was happening in i know because i went back i was like i want to find some like ones from before like nearer yeah. to when it was released but obviously there was nothing that close um on imdb <laughs> anyway so yeah, seven point two wow. is that's a pretty really good. good score, like especially considering it's a short film. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's quite well received on there. And then Rotten Tomatoes, the oh critics gave goodness. it ninety eight percent. That is. What? I mean, obviously, there's less critics when they review. So there's forty three reviews from that, but even so. But we've seen what the critics said about Mickey's Once Part of Christmas. We have, we have. <laughs> so they, they can't always be trusted. Although in this case, like, I, I don't know whether I'd agree it's quite high, but interesting, interesting. There must be certain yeah. things that they're picking up on that make it that score, like, I mean, it's worthy. not, I think, we'll probably talk about it in a bit, but I think the fact that it, it's not a film that you can dislike, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. To dislike about it. It's too short to dislike it. I think, you just don't really have strong feelings. We'll discuss no, it in a bit. We but, will, we will. But, but yeah. It makes sense, I think, in the fact it does. that, as a critic, if you've got nothing negative to say. Yeah, then why mark then it Then why, yeah. Exactly. So then the audience, interestingly, they've given it 70%. Um, and that's, again, look at how many reviews that is. It's 432,304 reviews. That is solid. Review People range. are passionate about Dumbo, aren't they? They are. They really are. Wow. So 70%, that's really good as well. Um, I tend to think like if it's above like 65, mm. it's like considered yeah. worthy without issues, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. So yeah, clearly it's well received. And that's also, again, a mixture of people from now or 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it is quite a broad um, category. And then I also looked at Metascore this time. And, Ooh, um, How exciting. <laughs> I know, new, new we'll sources. Keep it fresh for you all listening. <laughs> Don't you just get bored. <laughs> so critics on there uh, gave it 96 out of 100. Again, the critics are so, so high. high. Um, and then, kind of equally, we've got 7.9 for the audience score from there as well. So the audience are clearly on the same page because yeah. IMDb is pretty much audience-based. Yeah. Um, and the critics are on the same page. So wow. interesting. Clearly, people were happy with it. So yeah. yeah, in terms of scores, received well, um, and in terms of awards, it actually won the Academy Award for Best Original Score. That's fair. That, that I'll is give it fair. That. It's music it is really good. However, I'm sad because it was nominated for the Best Original Song as well at the Academy Awards for Baby Mine, and I feel like 
that's deserving. The problem with Baby Mine is it's too short. I think to it complete, is. Like, it it's is a very great song. Yeah, but I imagine who knows who knows what else was up against. It's a really short song. It is interesting that it was considered for that category because mm. obviously it is a song, but it's not like when you think of a song, you think of it being like a few minutes, and like I feel like that's barely a minute. That that, yeah, it's like a minute three seconds. Yeah, yeah, but it's beautiful nonetheless. Mm. Um, anyway, it also won Best Animation Design at the 1947 Cannes Film Festival. Of course it did, because Disney were, Disney were the only ones doing the type of animation yeah, that like they were, at the time. They were the only ones in their lane. So if they didn't, <laughs> something severely had to have gone wrong. Oh, dear. But, uh, but it, every time we turned up at these events, it was just like, who else is going to win this? Oh, yeah, no one. Yeah, it's like, oh, me. Disney have won again for the third year in a row. <laughs> it's like Anne Deck at the, uh, the National oh, TV yeah. Awards. <laughs> Yeah, so it's interesting though because that is less awards than Fantasia and Pinocchio. They won mm. more, but again, this was a simplistic, rushed-out film. True. Um, and then we'll get onto the reviews. Um, so the first one is actually a review from someone who went to the premiere uh, in wow. 1941, the day after, and they said the most genial, the most endearing, the most completely precious cartoon feature film ever to emerge from the magical brushes of Walt Disney's wonder-working artists. I'm trying not to laugh too hard because it's only film number four. Like... <laughs> I know, it's like <laughs> it's like a huge statement, but then you're, like, you're counting the ones that have come before and you're like, ah, we're not ah. even in double digits yet. Interesting. <laughs> to be fair, I still agree with oh, yeah. Bosley, apparently. Bosley Crowther. Definitely, yes, that was Bosley Crowther. Um, and also... Name. It's so true. Yeah. And also, um, Dumbo featured on the front page of the New York Times, so that's where that quote's taken oh, from. Yeah. And um, it was named a fanciful delight on the front page. So yeah, that's... this is what we're saying. It's like all about escapism and like, yeah. not think about things too deeply. No wonder they all loved it. It's all like a whimsical a idea of a flying elephant. Yeah. So, yeah, at the time, that's one example of someone who went to the premiere and they clearly enjoyed it. Precious um, is definitely the way. Definitely. That is Describe definitely the word. Mm-hmm. Well done, Bosley. Well yes. Done. And next we have Kim Newman from Empire. So this was in 2000 uh, that they left this review. And they've said, with its genuinely cute hero and appealing storyline, Dumbo's exactly right for younger children, but not too milk soppy for anyone over eight. Indispensable. I love that. <laughs> what even soppy? is milk soppy? <laughs> I'm guessing it just means like not too babyish, but what a wording. <laughs> I'm gonna use that now in all of my uh, my communication with people. It's like, yeah, it's not too milk <laughs> But I do agree. I do agree. I do agree, Kim. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And then the next one is just from someone who left a review on Rotten Tomatoes, and they've said Dumbo is sim- simply a beautiful classic Disney film with wonderful music, amazing animation, endearing characters, and a well-crafted, emotional heartwarming and funny story and they've specifically said five out of five and ten out of ten wow they were like <laughs> they were like would recommend is basically what they were saying I do, yeah. again i agree though like it is i think what's nice there is they said like it's like they said it's simply like it's quite a simple film yeah there's yeah. nothing wrong with that and it is i think it is quintessentially disney like yeah they're before. not trying to overhype it either they're not no. trying to make it something that it isn't no um so then we've got another um, audience review, but this is from IMTB, and they've said, though it is the least ambitious and groundbreaking of the first five Disney films, Dumbo is nevertheless as much the masterpiece as the rest of them. For in its simplicity lies its greatness. I agree. That is an excellent way of putting it. First five Disney films? Yeah, so I think they're taking into account Bambi as well. So I think they're like... Oh, uh, they've done it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like... yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we've not, not messed count. up you listeners. <laughs> well, because... As we get through, like we're not going to do every single Disney film yeah. in the entire world. We've kind of like 
cut out some of the ones that like aren't the animated movies. So obviously, they yeah. do with animation. Um, so I was like, oh, have we missed one? I was like, I can't believe we missed one. We're in the middle of recording. Imagine if I just dropped that on you there and then, like, I'd oh. known this whole time. Wow. <laughs> no, we're all good. And then we've got another IMDb audience review, and they said, it goes from being very happy and Disney-like to very dark and sad. And at the end, from sad to happy again, the tone of a movie, animated or not, should always be defined within the first few minutes of the film. And there are some major tonal inconsistencies here. Um, I'm not sure about that. I mean, if they've seen the intro, that's really depressing when she doesn't get a baby. Yeah, it's kind of... Like, I agree in the sense that there are some dark bits. There yeah. are dark moments. But I don't think it's as bad as they're making out with inconsistencies. I wouldn't say tonal inconsistencies. No. Say there are some. Yeah, I'd say it's just jarring at points, is the way I'd put it. Yeah. Like, but we'll discuss in a bit. But yeah. I, I kind of agree, but also, like, that's extreme way of pissing. I agree, but, like, it's quite strong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like to say that makes it sound like it's really jolting every Yeah, minutes. yeah. Um... All over the place. And when they say that, like, it should be kind of defined in the first few minutes, I, I, I feel like it is. In that yeah, moment. it definitely, definitely is. Sorry, um, IMDb audience member. Yeah, I haven't named names here, so we <laughs> <laughs> can't call them out. <laughs> and then another IMDb uh, reviewer has said, playful and heartfelt, though deeply undercooked. That's Dumbo fair. feels like a breezy short story when compared to the richer, more complete films elsewhere in the studio's early catalogue. That's true. I'd agree with that. Yeah, because I, I, when I watched it, I thought, oh, this has gone by very fast. I thought mm. it, was, it felt longer. So, I'm, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then lastly, another IMDb audience reviewer has said, while Dumbo is extremely cute and simply adorable, he's the only great thing that this film has going for it. That's <gasps> a bit of a statement. Well, to be fair, he's also the protagonist. So that... Yeah. That's quite important. <laughs> I feel like you could just make that assumption without watching the film. Like, so... Mm. I mean, I yeah. get it to an extent that like, we'll discuss the animation and stuff in a bit, because like, there's parts of the animation that I love and there's parts that I'm like, that was clearly rushed. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a bit a bit strong. A bit strong there. But yeah. I kind of get they're... what they're saying to an extent. I, I, I agree with what they mean to an extent. Because yeah. the beauty of that film, as all these reviews say, is how precious and kind of um, like naive and innocent Dumbo is yeah. and the way that he goes through this film. Definitely, but this, the, I mean, the music is another thing that's definitely got good. Well, that's what through. adds to his preciousness. Yeah, because it's like the atmosphere around him. So it, it, yeah, you can't have just Dumbo on his own. Like as cute as he is, he needs personality through other characters, through the music. Well, especially the when someone when he doesn't even speak, we wouldn't know anything mm. about him. So exactly. I get it to an extent is that they probably do rely on that cuteness quite heavily, but I wouldn't say it's the only thing it has going for it. No. It's quite a sweeping statement. Sorry, IMDb audience reviewer from 2020. <laughs> Not acceptable. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. And then that brings us into Disney fun fact number two. Um, so like many of the Disney movies, Dumbo was inspired by an existing story. Of course, all the early ones were, weren't they? Yes. Um, before the elephant made his debut on the big screen, he was the protagonist of Helen Abbotson's story by the same name. It appeared as a roller book, which was a format that featured several illustrations and a short scroll that was played, packed into a box. It was later republished as a regular book. That is so cute. I want a roller yeah, book. I know. I, I would like one of those, please. That's really um, cute. I just love scrolls, though. I think scrolls are yeah, really cool. Yeah, they are really cool. I didn't actually know that. I mean, I guessed that it would probably be based on a book, but I didn't know. I think I just assumed that all of the earlier ones were. Yeah. Now we'll, we'll get into our discussion Ooh. about the film. 
So <laughs> this is where we're going to discuss our thoughts on the film for its time, so when it was released, and also the film overall, so what we just think of it in general. So, Casey, what do you think of the film for the time it was made, released? Um, I mean, I think we've touched on it briefly with the reviews. I think yeah. it's definitely um, escapism um, mm-hmm. to a T. I, I think the fact that it, it's made and it's, it's about animals, talking animals, is in of itself obviously very um, childish, I think, for the time period as well. Um, so it's obviously targeting kids, probably a bit more yeah. than like Fantasia or Pinocchio work, because they're both so much yeah. darker. Definitely. Um, Fantasia, I don't know who that was targeted at, to be honest. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Um, was it targeted at anyone? <laughs> I think it was just Walt's personal film. He was like, I yes. really want to watch this film. <laughs> and then everyone else had to sit through it as well. I think it, it was definitely kind of like a people pleaser film. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, but I think they just kind of knew that, like, you know what, we need to release one again now that people were definitely going to enjoy. Because yes. as you mentioned in episode two about Snow White, there was a, and, and with the Pinocchio one as well, there was a lot of pressure on Disney after Snow White to deliver another really high quality film. Yeah. Um, all eyes were on Disney to reproduce their success and they hadn't yet. And um, so I think that, like you said before, it was kind of, it was rushed. It was um, quite like last minute, lots of things weren't finished. So mm-hmm. I think for its time, actually quality wise, it's not as good as it could have been. Yeah, I agree. And some of the animation is gorgeous. Like, I love the opening titles that Rosie mentioned mm. before. Um, that, like, she loves them because they are, like, that classic Disney film. It's very iconic with, like, the stripes. And I personally love the colours of this yeah. film. I think the colours are insane. They're beautiful. Um, yeah. So that initial, like, title screen, that's lovely. So you can have the detail like that, but then you have sections, like, when they're doing um, the song of the... I'm going to forget how to say it again, Rosie. The song of the... Oh, a tear. Roustabouts. Yes. I always want to say. (laughs) I I keep wanting to say something else. Song of the Roustabouts, and they're all kind of like heaving up this this tent. There's one section where the men don't have faces. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) it's very basic, which is kind of scary. It's really scary when you watch it as an adult, when you watch it back, because it's like they've got their coat and their hat, and then like just like a a peach blob. (laughs) Yeah. And if you compare that to, like, Snow White, for example, Mm, where the level of detail in that film compared to Dumbo is shocking, given Mm -hmm. that there's four years difference in their release dates. Um, Because one thing that we have said that things like Fantasia and Pinocchio had going for it, even if the plot wasn't great, was that animation. You can see the development of animation come through. Yeah. Dumbo does seem to take a step back, I think. Again, it's prioritised money and mm-hmm. kind of success over that animation which is fair enough they needed to do that because they needed more money um, yeah and when they sometimes prioritize the craft too much like fantasia they've lost their audience in a time where the audience clearly just wanted to sit back and relax well yeah it doesn't always pay off that's the no, thing they put so much effort into pinocchio and fantasia but it wasn't no. worth it it didn't no. reap what they wanted from it in like in audience reaction or finances so yes um exactly and i always think it's healthy for um for companies to kind of have a balance. You need to have a balance yeah. of that creativity and the finance side. Yeah. And to just then bring in the balance back in, I think. Um, you'll notice that there isn't really any like contextual or kind of like political focus of it. Mm. Um, obviously, it's, it's worth us pointing out that Disney now has um, a... It's actually a really good point, actually. Oh, yeah. Time period. Disney now have a... Um, like a warning before you watch the film because of some like inappropriate um depictions it's, it's the crows in this one isn't it yes it is yeah. basically um a kind of representative of kind of slavery in america mm. um, and the way that they speak and they're portrayed it, 
it can be perceived as being quite derogatory towards yeah. um, I think it's particularly black people if I'm correct yeah it's African American um, yeah definitely yeah. so Disney now kind of put a disclaimer out there on that and I think that's um, they've also this week announced that they've actually removed those films that have those from the kids profile yeah uh, that's another discussion for us to have another time um, it is. It's, it's, it's worth considering that is the fact that Dumbo was quite often overshadowed I think at times by that discussion um, mm-hmm. because the crows are um they're not the most flattering and it's not the most sensitive approach um kind mm. of the way that they're dressed their names the way that they yeah. speak is in complete direct comparison to every other animal if you like yeah um, and you know you, you think back to not to go into too much deep history right here right now but you think back to the idea of like jim crow that mm-hmm. is the idea of, of anti-black racism in america and segregation where lots of like those stereotypes go back to so yeah it was a bit silly of disney really i think to kind of like overlook that um, they didn't need to do that they could have yeah. had this film without it and especially when you when you look at that within within i now it might not have been such a big problem then but for our society now i, I think that kind of overshadows dumbo a little bit um, mm. quite often the fact that one of them is literally called jim crow you mean you, you just wouldn't would you the issue with that as well is i don't know if you probably do know this but he's actually voiced by a white male as well so the rest of the crows of are is, voiced yeah. by black men um but he is voiced by a white a white male yeah. um so that in itself we've talked about this before haven't we? Mm-hmm. we we always say like if you're going to do something you're trying to represent a culture be authentic well, so yeah, that in itself that. is quite problematic they're, they're the only ones that kind of like are smoking and there's all these yeah. associations that come with it so it wasn't a very clever move on disney's part and i think no. it's a shame because i think after it does when you talk about um dumbo you normally then always mention the fact that it was yeah. it has racist connotations within those crows, which is a shame, I think. Yeah. Um, so that that's one thing to pick up on the time is that it's not particularly um, <laughs> PC and PG, if mm. you like, um, in terms of its... its, it's and, but I think it's important that Disney have noticed that. So when you now yeah. go on to the Disney+, Plus, they've actually got like a new like URL link set up, or if you do disney.co.com forward slash stories matter i think they're making a real conscious effort to accept that that was wrong then and it's well wrong they're recognizing it aren't they and yeah. admitting their mistake yeah. if you like so that's good yeah yeah so yeah. that's where i kind of think like um context wise i think mm-hmm. it's it's got some areas of development from like a socio-economic political point of view um yeah but i think it was it's hard to kind of put it into more context because it's mm-hmm. it's very fantastical and the plot is so loose on purpose i think because they don't want it to reflect reality um, yeah and the animation could have been could have been better at times but we'll talk about that in a little bit as well about like why i like certain parts um so yeah what about you how do you feel about it in terms of like when it was made so what all the stuff you were just saying about the crows just to touch on that quickly before i go on to the rest yeah, of what yeah. i was going to say so it's interesting because like you have to acknowledge that obviously it's a product of its time so yeah. you have to acknowledge like it's reflecting what was going on in the time um obviously that's not a good it wasn't a good time because it mm-hmm. was during uh, segregation um america was very heavily segregated during that time period so it is problematic in that sense and it's always going to be problematic as well because especially from our viewpoint when we've moved on so much in the world obviously not far enough because unfortunately there Mm -hmm. is still racism in the world um but you know we have progressed obviously since then um so yeah i agree it's difficult to unfortunately like well fortunately for us we are privileged but it means it's difficult for us to try and you know determine what it would have been like in that time 
um, for everyone. So yeah, it's also quite interesting that that conversation around it is is quite often quite complex. So it's yeah, people say that oh it's okay because actually the majority of the crows were voiced by black people and their the mm. music was provided by African American like choirs. Yeah, the problem with that and the problem with old Hollywood cinema is the fact that, that there's that conversation that quite often it's because normal white actors were only ever chosen for these roles yeah it's the fact that they were only put into roles because it kind of fit that stereotype of what a non-white actor should do Um, so it's a very complicated issue i think when when you when you look down into it because on one hand it's great that actually like you know non-white actors were were, were being included but should they be included in that way probably not (laughs) this is what i was just about to say so obviously you know films that are released in their time are going to reflect things in their time but it's the way you choose to represent things. So yeah. you could choose to represent a world, an idealistic world, the way you wish the world to be instead mm-hmm. of what it's actually like. And actually, that would be really progressive and also even more escapism for people because mm-hmm. they'd be seeing a world that's better than the world yeah. they live in. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that section. I think we've probably got a lot more to discuss about that later. So, yeah. um, but in terms of animation, I agree. It is obviously they they know it's simple. Like they weren't trying to make anything groundbreaking. They were literally trying to make back the money that they lost on the two films that they tried too hard with. So, I think in terms of like, because I don't know if you know, but like the backgrounds are all like watercolor paintings. Mm, yeah. So they, they basically just didn't bother animating the backgrounds. They just That's kind fair. of had like background art, which to be honest, I quite like. Quite I actually nice. quite like that because it highlights the, the front animation, if you like. Yeah. It's not a technical term. Um, but like it highlights the characters and all of the things that brings them to the forefront a bit more because sometimes when the background is animated, it can be a bit more kind of distracting. Um, yeah. But I agree, it is like they've gone backwards in animation. Like, because with Pinocchio, it was a step forward from Snow White. Fantasia was also a step forward because it was like quite abstract. So it's definitely kind of stunted their progress in terms of animation. Yeah. However, as we know, they just needed a big break. And I was actually watching a a video um, about someone's thoughts on this film. Um, And they were saying that, like, if this film hadn't been so successful, what would have happened to Disney Studios? Like, would we have ever seen them again? And you're right, coming back to Snow White, they had a reputation that they started, Mm -hmm. but then with the next couple of films, that kind of, you know, dampened that a bit. So they were in a very desperate situation to try and prove that actually we are, we are like a worthy um, studios. Exactly, yeah. And they only had so long, I think, to retain that leadership because initially they were the only ones in the market, Mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden everyone else jumped on the bandwagon. Exactly, yeah. Because as soon as someone starts something, other people are like, oh, we should do that. And you get competitors. So it was important for them to have something successful. And I think in a way, the simplicity, as we saw in some of the reviews, is why it's so Mm. successful. Um, Albeit it's a very like like simple story where it could have had more to it i think it has helped with how kind of easy it is for people to watch it's a very easy watch it's not complicated you don't get confused like to the sense where you're like what is actually going Mm. on there's a lot going on in terms of like it's kind of got like jarring scenes but you're not like what is happening like yeah and in a in a non-derogatory way yeah it serves a purpose Mm -hmm. like it served its purpose and obviously continued on so it's still enjoyable to watch but it, and that's why it's surprising really that it has such high scores because it's not overly yeah. impressive yeah when you compare the reviews that you mentioned before to the ones of things like fantasia snow white and and pinocchio and the vocab that people used in those compare that to the dumbo reviews and it's a completely different world yeah um, so 
it has it served a purpose and it's just so lucky that Dumbo is such a cute character that he's kind of stayed popular yeah this is the other thing like just lastly in this section like I think the thought of an elephant flying was a very unique idea as well like I think people were going to see that back in 1941 like that would have felt very special yeah. because they would never have seen something like that before mm-hmm. and it would have like kind of given like hope as well because it is a very uplifting film yeah, it is. Um, and it promotes really good messages of like encouraging people and including people and so I think it would have been a nice escapism as, as we always say with these films but I also think it's just quite unique even yeah. though it is simple it is very unique and it obviously had a great appeal um, and they to be fair um, they did a great job of animating Dumbo as yeah, well because did. there's a reason he's so loved. It's not just because like he's an elephant; he's it's a well animated elephant. He's got a personality, but no voice. Like he's got such presence, just yeah. as he is. So yeah. yeah. So then, um, what do you think of the film just overall? Then I think I've already touched on it a little bit, so I'll, I'll only yeah. brief. But I, like I say, I think it's it's quite a simple film. The plot yeah. isn't groundbreaking plot. I think, again, no. it focuses more on themes and we look at the idea that, you know, people are kind of ostracised for being different. Um, that is obviously yeah. the overall theme. You have it, that's one of the things with the crows as well, is that they're kind of like symbolised as being different and ostracised yeah. and identify with Dumbo. So you've got Dumbo in his big ears, you've got the crow out in a tree, you've got the, the mum in, in a cage, which mm-hmm. is kind of protective. So it, it definitely adds a nice highlight to the fact that people who are ostracised are... Um, how they suffer, how it can be quite isolating, because that's one of the things that Dumbo is lonely for a lot of this film. Mm. Um, so it has quite deep themes, even yeah. though its content isn't like um, rich, which is strange. Yeah, because normally you need like quite deep plot and characters to get those themes out, but you don't have that in this film really. Um, mm. We don't know the background of every character. We've been no. through anything about any of the characters at all, and yet we still have those really strong um, themes. Um, and we'll talk more when we come to characters later, but I also think it has a really interesting focus on the importance of group opinion <laughs> and oh, yeah. how dangerous like group um toxic group opinions and thoughts can be. Uh, like when we look at like the group of elephants that um aren't Mrs. Jumbo and Dumbo and yeah. how toxic they are and how discriminatory they are and how they justify that because they are they all think the same thing. Um, yeah. So I actually think this film has a lot to say on things like discrimination whether that be race lgbtq plus whether it be like disability gender because it all falls into the idea of someone else judging you because of the way that you look and assuming mm. you can't do something because of the way that you look or the yeah. way that you behave yeah um, so it it's quite progressive in that it sense. is it is in that way definitely so i think in its themes it's very progressive and um, mm. in everything else it just kind of seems to stay still and um, yeah again i think the animation is beautiful at times mm. mm-hmm. i think I love those scenes with the with all the animals. Yeah, the me too. Down and we get the babies. I think mm-hmm. it has beautiful like gems of animation. Yeah. Same as like when they're all. I love the scene as well when they're all putting the um the tent up. I love that when they're Such using the trunks scene. to like yeah. hammer in. I love and that. All of the hammering is in is in sync to the song. Yeah. Um, and it's I also clever. love how creative the animation can be. Mm-hmm. So things like when the stork is looking at the map at the beginning and it's all kind of like laid out as like Florida with all the states. Yeah. And, and then the actual state is colored that way as well with the train going through. Yeah. It's, it's the details. At times. Yeah. It's just not consistent. Um, yeah. Obviously because of, because of time, time frames and stuff. So, I mean, I enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the ones I probably actually watch like more often than the last three that we've reviewed. Yeah. 
Um, if someone said to me, should we watch Dumbo? I'd be like, yeah, sure. I wouldn't say no or like roll my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd probably enjoy it. It's, it's short. It's an easy watch. Um, is it one of my favourite ones? No. <laughs> mm. um, it's not one that I would kind of like be, be, be wanting to watch, but it's not one that I'd say no to either. Um, yeah. And like I say, I, I like I like when themes are addressed. I just yeah. wish there was some more character and some more plot. But as a music geek with Disney as well, um, the songs are incredible. Oh, I mean, yeah. From Pink Elephants on Parade to Baby Mine and Song of the Roustabouts, like all of the songs are insane. Um, yeah. That's one thing that Disney never compromises on. It's, 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 no. Um, so the songs in this are incredible. They've got a really different sound as well. Mm-hmm. It's quite a creative... I feel like they put more creative energy into the songs than they did into the animation and the plot. Yeah. Because I love the songs. The songs are so good. And they're so varied as well. They are. Let's not forget when I see an elephant fly. I know. Um, that's iconic. That is absolutely exactly. iconic. I mean, they all are. They actually all yeah. are iconic songs. They um, are. And I, I love... When I was a kid, I used to love Pink Elephants on Parade. Yeah. Like, it used to really confuse me, but I, I loved it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an enjoyable film. I think it's one that kids love because you don't have to follow along with, like, deep characters. You can focus on the animals. And I yeah. think but for kids, that's a really, a really good thing. Um what, is it one that I'd watch as an adult a lot? Probably not. Um, mm. But I still enjoy it when I watch it, and I wouldn't. Um, I'd probably watch it more than some of the other older ones. So I agree with that review that was like it's probably one of the better of the older catalogue. Yeah, yeah, in the first like five. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the animation isn't as good, and even mm. though the plot isn't as deep, it's weird, isn't it? Like I think it it's is weird. It's, so it's kind of light. You can't really explain what it is about Dumbo that makes it better than the other ones. But there's just something. There's, there's something about it. Yeah. That... For me, I think it's the colour. I think if yeah. you look at you look at Snow White, you look at Pinocchio, you look at Fantasia. They're all really dark. Yeah. Like, the yeah. images are dark overall, and the it's very like, we go back to that hand drawn idea where it still feels like quite like two D. Dumbo yeah. feels slightly more three D. Like Dumbo itself, yeah. not the backgrounds. Yeah. Like so, the backgrounds are very obviously two D, and yeah. some of the animation is. But I think when you look at Dumbo's animation, he feels more rounded. Mm-hmm. He feels less like a drawing. That was that was quite a, <laughs> a good um, explanation of your thoughts. Thank you. I didn't realize. I know. Who knew you were so passionate about Dumbo? <laughs> Who knew? Honestly. So that's me. How about you? Are you similar? Um. Yeah. Although I. Well, not disagree, but um, I have a different opinion on um, the animation because, um, as as you should all know by now, listeners, um, I, I love animation. Like, it's just something that I am quite passionate about. Mm. And I love the simplicity of the animation in this mm. because, like I said, I think it brings the more important things to the forefront by having the backgrounds yeah. in, in the background, but, like, very <laughs> simplistically placed in the background. And one of the most interesting and kind of like expressive and abstract things in this film for its time i think as well is pink elephants on parade now i read about this as well actually i think i'm really passionate about this film i did a lot of research about (laughs) this it's all coming out now um but basically like walt just gave complete free reign to the animators oh i think um, i read this yeah yeah on on the animation so there wasn't like a plan so with everything else there was a plan of how things were going to go yeah like with all the scenes of Dumbo in, but Pink Elephants on Parade, it was basically like animators like do what you like, um, because they were the only ones that had any input. With everything else, you'd have like the directors and like all the mm-hmm. production team and the animators, but this was just the animators, um, and so they just have free reigns, and it was quite nice because it shows what they could come up with, um, and I think it is very experimental and very unique again for something in 1941. Mm. um though it does actually freak me out now i think it freaked me out when i was younger as well <laughs> i just think it's quite 
trippy and intense, which is well, the purpose of it. Yeah. But it's it is a little bit uncomfortable at times to watch. I'll be honest. Like I did find myself like feeling like I was like whizzing around in like a you know like the teacup <laughs> ride in Disney. Yeah. Um, but the point of that is like the animation is is very impressive in that specific scene, mm. and I think that's where it shines the most in that scene. And as as we've said, the music obviously there is a really good part of that. It's section strange, too. isn't it? It's like they pick their favorite parts of the film. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna like smash these out of the park, and then we'll just kind of like sketch the rest, and it's fine. Yeah, like we'll just we'll just drag the other bits along <laughs> to bring everyone up to these bits that are the best parts of the film. Yeah. yeah so, I I do appreciate the animation, and also another thing is that this film along with Lilo and Stitch is the only one that actually has these watercolour backgrounds. So Lilo and Stitch oh, in some places actually, yeah. has watercolour backgrounds too. Yeah. So maybe that's why I like it maybe. in Dumbo too. But that's that's the wow. thing. Like I think being simple does have an appeal because it's just not trying too hard. Yeah. But you're right, the colour, when that stands out for, for me the most is the opening. The opening yeah. sequence, I would argue, is one of the best opening sequences that the initial... Yeah. Disney films have because obviously they stop up to a point, don't they? And they they end up having the yeah. credits at the end rather than like all at the beginning. As a kid, I hated that. As a kid, I was like, "Can we just get on with the film?" And yeah, but like, now Mary Poppins, I felt really passionate. I was like, "When does Mary Poppins appear?" Because it takes forever <laughs> to get to the actual house. But as an adult, I actually really like them. It's funny. Yeah, I love it, and especially this one because, like you say there's a pop of color like you mm. literally greeted with all of these colors like of the rainbow that i mean let's be honest pinocchio's colors are pretty dire like <laughs> all quite bland snow white like obviously it was like all hand drawn animation and it, it is beautiful in its own way but it is kind of darker colors yeah, than even got. the like yellow and stuff is like dulled because it's, yeah it hasn't yeah been exactly as much at that point yeah so i think the um the opening sequence to this film is definitely like it grabs you it mm. makes you want to watch the film um so yeah i think that was impressive as well because i think the walt disney presents section is like really good yeah one of the best things um and i love how that design links to the live action as well they, they, yeah they nicely, me nice too touch. me too yeah. um and obviously we're gonna talk about characters in a minute so i won't go into so much detail <laughs> but um i love the fact i just mentioned actually that obviously this is the first uh disney feature film that has an animal as a protagonist mm. it's the he's the only disney protagonist who doesn't speak Yes, he is. So, yeah, there's the two kind of milestones there. Yeah. Interesting things. Makes it quite unique again. Um, so, yeah, I think we've kind of got similar thoughts. And I, I love the music, too. Yeah. Uh, Baby Mind is is so... Oh, that scene. Because obviously it's meant to be a lullaby. But it's when, like, <laughs> Mrs. Jumbo, like, rocks him with her trunk. I can't. I, I can't. I as a child. I still do as an adult as well. Like, it's, it's, so, it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely cried when I when I was watching that the other day. So, so yeah, I think there's, there is a lot to be said about this film for there only is. an hour and We've four minutes. We've surprised ourselves. I we think. have. Before we started recording, we were like, oh, I don't know if I have like as much to say as normal. Yeah. But actually, apparently we do, so well done. Yeah. <laughs> Fear not. <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las so puertas. that brings us to the end of segment two. Yeah, we're on segment two. Yes, <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> um, and Rose is going to give us our, uh, our third fun fact. Yes, so this one's a good one. I like this one. So originally, the elephant ride vehicles that make up the Dumbo ride in Disneyland were going to be pink to represent the pink elephants on parade. But apparently, Walt Disney did not like this idea <laughs> and insisted that they were painted grey because like, they, they, all the Imagineers... Even, I don't even know if they were called that back then, but they they were like, we need to have it like represent the like pink elephants from the hallucinations, and Walt was just like, 
no, no. i want them gray <laughs> and fair. as we all know they are gray <laughs> to be fair like i can just imagine what disney walking in and everyone being like really nervous to tell him an idea yeah just be like no <laughs> but i think they were really excited about it as well because they're like this is so unique and it'll be like really nice at night time these pink elephants and he just slams down like their hopes and like, dreams no. To be fair, they would have been quite nice, like in pink, if they maybe like lit up. It would have been cool yeah. if they were grey in the daytime and then pink at night. But yeah. Like, oh. Disney, hire me as an Imagineer. Here yeah, that work. that clearly needs to happen. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been quite nice. Um, so segment three is all about characters. And um, so, what do you think, Rosie, of the characters in this film? So particularly looking at Dumbo, obviously because he's a protagonist, but any others as well that kind of because we've talked about Dumbo quite a little bit as well. So any other characters that stand out to you? Well, I think. Um, obviously, even though Dumbo's the protagonist, he's definitely the best character in the film. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't speak. I mean, see, this is what I mean. I think he has such a presence. Mm. And I think, again, that's created through his kind of interaction with other characters and the music and his animation style. And obviously, we've said this lots of times, but he is just precious. He is the most precious little thing. And I just, I think he's so appealing. I don't think there's anyone that can look at Dumbo and say like you know oh he's disgusting or like why do people think he's cute because he's so cute like i literally love this film just because of dumbo like I, I he's an animal come on like yeah. we all know so... by now <laughs> it's an animal yeah but like it's not just like a dog or a cat it's adventurous it's an elephant it's not a basic animal no exactly <laughs> like because we had the basic animals in snow white oh. you. um so now we've moved on to something a bit more adventurous but anyway, oh, really I, I think what I love about Dumbo is, I don't know, he's he's just so, like, he doesn't question Timothy when Timothy, like, approaches him. He's a little bit fearful because he's mm. obviously been judged by everyone else around him. But I love how he, like, takes Timothy in his stride as a friend and he just kind of, like, listens to his guidance. Obviously, he doesn't, like, have a voice, so we don't know whether he completely no. agrees with everything. Um, but... I just think he's so, so cute. And I love the fact that they decided to have a film about an animal as well. Like, I know mm. it's easy for me to say because I love animals. <laughs> but I just think, again, that's what makes it so interesting because I don't know about you, but I get really sick of watching humans because I just <laughs> I don't really like humans. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that, it's nice. That, that's where we differ because it's not that I don't like watching humans. But Yeah. Wait, not that I don't like watching animals. Ooh. But I, I definitely identify with films that have, like, Struck man, it's not because it's like strong independent women, is there? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite, so I don't tend to get like as um, I love films with animals in, but actually, yeah. when I think about it, I probably don't watch them on repeat, actually. Um, mm. apart from Zootopia, oh my god, yes, but then even then, they're like kind of anthropomorphic, so they're, well, they're yeah, almost like I mean, humanized animals. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're quite different. It's not that I don't like, I, I mean, I did just say I don't like humans, that was a bit of a <laughs> sweet statement. Well, the thing is, I don't like humans in real life, but other people, well, that's what I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I love Disney humans. But it's just that, like, I've always loved cute things, mm. and animals are just cute. They just are. Um, and you I look at all your favourite Disney films, Rose, and you look at the fact that you, you've got, like, Lilo and Stitch. Obviously, you've got Stitch as part of that, and not human. You yeah. You've got and the Beast. You've got... <laughs> not that the Beast is, like, an adorable animal. But there's, like, an element in there. Like, Big Hero 6. Big, like, um... I'm going to say Big Hero. That is not his name <laughs> at all. Baymax isn't human. So most yeah. of yours are kind of got that fantastical element. Yeah, um, that's true. Which makes sense. Whereas my top four are all um, women. Yeah, that's interesting. So. Clearly, I find escapism through other creatures. Interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah. But no, like with Dumbo, I think it's important, like what he represents and that mm. like the messages that he represents 
in that you don't judge someone based on their appearance that's you, you so like true. you don't judge a book by its cover obviously that's like the simplistic way of saying it um so i think i think they nailed him like as a protagonist mm. with no voice as well I, I think he has such a presence um so and also like when he cries i, I actually can't because oh. he, he tears up so much in this film and again like that's credit to the animation because they do that so well like yeah. it's, it's so realistic and I think the animation is quite lifelike in terms of Elephant as well. Yeah. Like, I think they've done all the details very well. Um, and the thing is, is what I mean, like, even if you haven't watched Dumbo, um, you know who Dumbo is just yeah. because he's he's so, like, noticeable um, in terms of how he was, like, drawn. And he's just so lovable. Like, you don't even need to watch the film to love that character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. So, yeah. Um, what do you think of Dumbo? <laughs> I don't feel quite as strongly about Dumbo <laughs> as you do. Um, I think it's not like a disagreement as oh. such, but I think I'd question when we talk about his presence. Because okay. actually, I think as a protagonist, he doesn't really do a lot. He's kind of pushed, because he's a baby, mm. pushed from pillar to post. Um, yeah. Well, like, you know, he's with his mum, and then he's on his own, and then he's kind of pushed to be part of the show by the ringleader. Sorry, yeah. The ringmaster. Ringleader sounds like a cult. That's not what I meant. <laughs> ringmaster. Um... And then he kind of ends up like Timothy kind of is like instructing him all the time. Mm. But, you know, when we talked mm-hmm. before about um, when the critic says that Dumbo's all he has going for, for the film. Yeah. Actually, like you said before, you, you take away the other people and you don't really have the same Dumbo. Yeah, um, I agree with that. He's a different, it's hard to think of him as a protagonist at times because he doesn't really drive the action of the film. Mm. The film is about him, of course, but it feels like context and everything external to him is the reason that this happens. Um obviously apart there's certain parts that like when he trips over his ears and knocks all the other yeah like there are there are things but i mean in the general sense of the film he's kind of like because he's, he's a bit like pinocchio i think they're quite similar protagonists yeah in the fact that they don't kind of drive their own story they kind yeah. of follow other people depending on where the story wants to go um again because they're both quite similar in the sense that they're both born in the film they're both kind of new they both lose a parent in the film as well like a guardian in the film so they mm. have to rely on other people to kind of like push them around and kind of like yeah. lead them in a certain way so i don't kind of have the the same kind of like oh like his presence so which is why it confuses me because he is so well known and for someone who doesn't speak and doesn't have a lot of action in the film it's crazy that he's such an iconic character yeah but i think you're right i think a lot of that comes from the animation and yeah the way he's animated is beautiful when his ears mm-hmm. come out and like he pops out and they're tied on his head and it's so cute so i think he, he does have that element and he's really marketable like yeah you know, yeah I can see obviously you listen, listeners can't see but i can see like in rosie's room now like a big like dumbo cushion with massive ears i was there when she bought i can yeah it. but like <laughs> dumbo is like a great marketable um oh yeah as well um so i mean i, th- I think dumbo is great i don't find and i think I think Dumbo was a great example of the fact that not everyone needs to be really loud and boisterous to be a protagonist. Yeah, I think this is why I like it so much, actually. Is that, you know, he doesn't speak, Mm -hmm. he isn't pushy or aggressive or commanding Mm -hmm. or a leader, but he's still able to have an impact and he's still able to stand up for himself by the end. Yeah, I think it's a really nice way that it's really nice that the film does that is the fact that it gives a voice to people who don't always feel like they have a voice because not everyone is someone like Moana or Tiana who's really yeah. driven and knows exactly what they want in life not everybody can identify with that and I think you, you look at things like um, 
like Dumbo, for someone who feels a little bit invisible at times, yeah. um, it's a reminder that actually you're not invisible. <laughs> you just kind of need to like find what makes you special and accept it because it's it's an example of you know if you do feel different or you feel like you know there's maybe you like different music or maybe you mm-hmm. dress differently or your hair's different or you you know and then maybe maybe you fall into like what's classed as a minority group in yeah. today and you feel like that oppresses you i think dumbo was a reminder that that just shouldn't hold you back it doesn't matter what other people say and i think what's great about this film is at the end people like when, when dumbo was just dumbo himself people yeah. don't care anymore <laughs> and mm-hmm. i quite like that the fact that people are kind of more bothered don't let people kind of um influence your behavior yeah actually if you're just you they'll lose interest in and, and they'll kind of like realize they were wrong um yeah so i really like the fact that he's a kind of understated protagonist and um, because i think it gives a, a voice to a lot of people um yeah i agree the same because it's like it's, it's like a message like embracing your differences yeah. because that's what makes you you it's like what we discussed in the soul episode actually yeah like it's about kind of don't put yourself down because of what makes you different because yeah. actually that makes you unique don't view it as a negative thing view it as a positive it means that you stand out from that person in that way yeah so i think exactly. again quite a mature message well, i was well. gonna say i think when you, and then when you dig even deeper mm. not to quote like, <laughs> of course you have to make <laughs> <course>. that reference <laughs> um, but it's it's again about the idea that you have to not to be corny or cringy but learning to love yourself because yeah dumbo definitely. tries to like impress everybody else that like when he comes out for his first event in the circus he like ties his ears up on top of his head because he, he wants to seem normal and he wants to seem like he fits in what does that do it actually ends up causing an absolute disaster yeah <laughs> exactly like trying to hide are. these things yeah it's doesn't never gonna make work. it easier you're gonna make you yeah. miserable um definitely and I think that's what's really important about this is that when dumbo isn't himself he's really miserable once yeah. he actually accepts the fact that his ears are a blessing and that they make him who he is and that they make him special that's when he's happy so it, yeah. it does come not to be like woo, self-love <laughs> but, it, but it is i think it's something that i've learned over the past few years as well like I'm yeah growing up, that it's hard to learn as a kid because as a kid you're constantly trying to fit in anyway um, yeah just is that it's important no one else will kind of like accept you until you accept yourself there's my bit of self-love for you today <laughs> listeners bit of advice <laughs> um so yeah that's how i feel about feel about dumbo um yeah so then we move on to move on to timothy mouse um, mm. who i'm not sure how you feel because you weren't a fan of jimmy cricket <laughs> and they're quite similar um so how do you feel about timothy mouse okay so he he's different to jimmy though so okay good i'm just checking i like timothy because the first like scene we see him in he is on the defensive like for Dumbo yeah. <laughs> like he is basically being like very selfless like helping someone he doesn't even know he doesn't know Dumbo mm. like he's just seen a baby elephant like you know crying being like shoved out of group because the elephants they're so mean they're, they're so literally horrible. like they're basically like bitching about like Mrs. Jumbo and Dumbo and in front like of little... them yeah and, and like in a circle and like the original mean girls clearly i can't or literally and like dumbo tries to get into the circle and then like pretend you can't see him it's so and, horrible and one of the things they said as well i can't remember the exact quote but the the i think she's the eldest elephant i don't know their names they don't have names that we're, we're aware of <laughs> um but she says like from from this moment forward he is no longer yeah. an elephant yeah. i was like wow that is that was very powerful to me i was like this is very like 
very isolating. But anyway, back to back to Timothy. <laughs> it's just they bring up a lot of issues, you know. But anyway, so in that moment, he's like, "Wow, like you're being so mean to this kid. He's just a kid, and he's also an important thing that he says." he's like oh i love your ears like he's like, i don't get it i don't get what's wrong with why are they laughing at you i love that because yeah. it just shows that one opinion like of someone isn't true do you know what i mean like that yeah. isn't who you are you're not defined by that one opinion and like you were saying before it's like showing of like toxic um group like solidarity mm-hmm. where they're isolating people so obviously in this instance the group of elephants but even so like when you hear Timothy say that about Dumbo, it just highlights that what those people think isn't what everyone thinks. Yeah. And that isn't how you should view yourself just yeah. based on what they've said. Um, so I love that because already he's like such a positive presence and yeah. influence in Dumbo's life and for all the viewers as well. Yeah. Because they're like, actually, maybe if they thought the elephants were okay to begin with, now they're looking at it and thinking, actually, they're really quite mean. Like mm-hmm. what is wrong with his ears? So I love that. Like he comes in and kind of turns it around a bit yeah um and he's just very gentle with dumbo as well he like gives him the peanuts it's yeah. so cute because he like tries to give him one to like bring him out of the is he hiding in like a hay yeah bale? A hay bale, isn't it? <laughs> Bless yeah. him. and um he just like sucks it like he doesn't even he doesn't come out he just snatches the peanut and i love that because already there's kind of like a bit of a comedic relationship between yeah. the two of them um so i appreciate him in that way i love it because he's almost like dumbo's cheerleader throughout the whole film yeah he actually reminds me more of Mushu, like in the the good like parts of Mushu. So obviously he's quite selfish to begin with in Mulan, yeah. but then he grows into kind of helping Mulan. Yeah. So he reminds me a bit more of him than um, Jiminy Cricket in that respect. But I love it because he he's like trying to get him a big gig. He's trying to make him famous. Um, he's helping him see his mum again, and it's so cute because when they are finally reunited, he's actually crying as well. Like he tears yeah. up. And it's just very, it's a very human, like, representation of a mouse. Like, he, yeah, he is agree. showing, like, hum- like how it is to be humane in these situations. Um, and it's just so encouraging. And I think we all need someone like that in our lives. And I think it just shows that if you don't have someone like that, that kind of influence in your, like, social, like, group, then you could just be miserable because you don't yeah. have someone to, t- to kind of tell you all of the, the good things about you. Like, so, yeah. I, I love him actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of him. Um I don't know like why he's better than Jiminy. I can't really like describe it. I think he's just a bit more dedicated to his cause than Jiminy. Because in the beginning Jiminy is a bit flaky. That's what um, I was thinking. In the beginning, Jiminy's in it for himself. Yes, exactly. So he is a bit like Musha in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. He's very yeah, him and Musha are very similar actually. They yeah. are, yeah. They are. Um so yeah, I I do love him. I think he's a great character because he's not just been put there for comedic effect. Like, he actually drives the plot forward. Because you're right, because Dumbo doesn't have a voice, we have to have someone else constantly with him Mm -hmm. to keep the story rolling. Um, So, yeah, I think think he's a great character. I also love his little um, ringmaster outfit. How cute is that? And when he, like, basically, like, tries to hypnotise the actual ringmaster, like, or the, oh, the boss of the so circus, funny. by, like, just repeating, like, Dumbo in his ear and, like, saying... Dumbo! Yeah, and he, like, walks <laughs> away and he keeps saying it. I love that. I think that's great. And, yeah. like, we're saying, like, he's being selfless because he's not doing that for himself. Like, no. I know at points he does say, like... No, because at points he's like, oh, we, like, we're going to be stars. 
but that's okay because you know he's helped him he's not trying to take credit for everything well and, and he's saying we as in like because he's really proud of dumbo it's yeah, not because exactly. he wants to because he doesn't get any recognition for no one. no it's, not at all he's saying it because he's so proud of his friend yeah i think he's really cute yeah and I think I think he just comes across quite sassy as well when he like you know <laughs> yeah. scares all the other elephants. I love it because it's obviously that reference of like mice, like elephants being scared of mice. Yeah, I love that. And another thing, so Timothy refers to Dumbo as a pachyderm, which is basically means an animal with thick skin. Aww. Which I think is really like quite nice, like kind of ironic in the sense that like obviously to begin with Dumbo, he's really like sensitive and yeah. self-conscious because he's made to be, but in the end he's kind of like got this thick skin because he's realized that he should embrace himself yeah so yeah i thought that was just a nice little touch but yeah so that's what i think <laughs> what, what do I you think everything that, everything that you said i think he's a much he's a, he seems to be a lot more likable i think than mm-hmm. jiminy at the beginning um yeah don't get me wrong i like jiminy particularly when we want to hit the middle of jiminy i'm like yeah fair you did <laughs> like him quite a lot uh, yeah i did i feel like he grows quite a lot as a character as well mm. um, which is why i always like character growth as you do you <laughs> love a good story <laughs> sucker for a character arc um, <laughs> but i feel like with with timothy mouse like you say it's the fact that he doesn't get he doesn't gain anything from this he does it completely selflessly because he yeah. sees someone else being treated incorrectly and i think when we talk about the fact that dumbo has no voice it's another reminder for us that if you see somebody else being trampled down and they feel like they don't have a voice, you need to be their voice. Yeah, Like, definitely. you need to kind of support them, whether whatever cause, because how many causes do we see? How many, like, GoFundMes or oh, yeah. signings do we see that are because people aren't listened to? People aren't listened to because of who they are. Yeah. Dumbo isn't listened to because of the way he looks. Yeah. It's, it's not right. It's not right that he should need a mouse or anybody no, else to come along. But it's the fact that if you ignore that situation, you're as bad as those other elves. Yeah, you are part of the problem. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's my, that was one of the big things I took away from it as an adult was, because I'll probably talk more about the actual elephants because they're kind of the opposite to Timothy in, in the sense that they normalise their behaviour because they're in a group and they yeah. there's that kind of toxic protection within a group and if you if you all believe something then it must be fine and you're protected even if you're being really horrible. Yeah. And I think we see that so much. We see it on a large scale with things like racism and homophobia. But mm-hmm. we also see it in smaller scales and in, in like secondary schools, like when you get like mean groups of kids in secondary oh, yeah. school who yeah. will like, will exclude one person just because they can and because they're in mm-hmm. a group. Um and usually it's because that group of people are insecure in themselves anyway. Yeah, exactly. It highlights more about them yeah, than it exactly. does about their victim. And I think that shows quite a lot in this as well, in the fact that kind of, you know, the well, I say the female elephants. I confessed to Rosie earlier that the one in the purple <laughs> hat I thought was a man for the last 23 years. <laughs> I mean, it still could be, to be fair. Well, no, I think I kind of realise that I'm definitely wrong. Because obviously with elephants being a matriarchal species, Ooh. it makes sense now. It it's does kind of like sense. the... Um, the Maggie Smith, if you like, of like in Downton Abbey. Obviously. Yeah. But I always thought it was a man until it clicked today at uh, about six o'clock today. I was like, oh wait, that's a woman. <laughs> um, but it, it's that reminder that actually those women kind of fight with it amongst themselves. They cut each other off. They clearly don't like each other very much. No, I? they disagree with each other. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So you notice that the quieter ones are nervous to disagree with yeah. the obviously the, the leader it's of the It's such a toxic environment with yeah. amongst those people. Um, so I think it's really important to point that out as well again about being progressive with your messaging is that mm-hmm. um, just because people are in a group just because it's what is done doesn't mean it is what should be done 
Yes. I'm full of these lovely little lines today. We need to stop making <laughs> quote pillows. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I and then so obviously on the flip side of that, Timothy is obviously like the antidote to that in the reminder mm. that one small person, you might think you can't make a difference, but you'll probably make a massive difference. Yeah. To, even if you make a difference to one person, look at the impact that he has on Dumbo's confidence and then Dumbo's yeah. success. So having one really good friend in your life is better than having like five or six terrible friends. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's so important. Tells. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I, yeah, I am a fan of Timothy. I think I, I like the fact that he's always pushing Dumbo as well. You always need a friend that's going to push you. Um, if yeah. you haven't got a friend that's going to push and challenge you, you're not going to push and challenge yourself normally either. Yeah. You're yeah. just going to be held back and staying in the same lane. Yeah. So, yes. Um, and then I think we've kind of discussed some of the other characters as well. Um, but are there any others for you that you kind of think, do you know what? I need to talk about these characters. Um. I suppose we've kind of discussed the crows like already ish, like as to like, you know, that they are problematic. They are problematic. I was also reading before that actually, obviously, like the main one is called Jim Crow, even yeah. though he's the only one that's, again, that's annoying. It's like the only one who's got like a lot of lines is, of course, white. So even when you bring yeah. up the argument that, that most of them are played by African American actors, it's still the one main role within that area is still exactly. a white man. Yeah. Um, but they actually changed his name from Jim Crow to Dandy Crow in the yeah. 50s. Um, that's interesting but it never really stuck because it was too late <laughs> well it, it made too much of an impact like as soon yeah. as you see that because you know obviously you know why they, they've done it like it, because of obviously the Jim Crow laws mm. um, which were the laws of segregation in the time and it is really difficult because on the one hand like obviously they are represented in a kind of um, derogatory way in terms of like you're right like smoking the fact that um, their like speech patterns obviously reflect mm-hmm. that of African-Americans specifically to the point where it makes them stand out. Yeah. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with the way they're speaking. No. But you're right, it's so highlighted because the whole way through up until that point, we haven't had that kind of um, colloquial grammar style, speech no. style, speech patterns. So they are highlighted as an other. And that's um, the problem. That they're right, yeah. That they're right, and it's... Which could have worked in, time, in yeah. terms of highlighting, you know... But it's not okay to discriminate against people, but it's still, but they, if they could have put any other animal, do you know what I mean? Like, why would you yeah, throw I know, it's exactly, so it's the emphasis. In that image. And yeah. then the fact that there's nobody else that sounds like them in the rest of the film. They're in it so briefly. And again, you can't get past the fact that a white man is playing no, the lead. That is, that is like, the, the pinnacle of why it's problematic. Yeah. Because, like we said, it needs to be authentic if you're going to try and replicate yeah. and represent cultures. Like, you need to be authentic. You don't have a white man playing um, what no. is supposed to be an African American uh, crow, you know. So yeah. it is. It's a big no-no. <laughs> yeah. So it does. I do think that lets it down, um, unfortunately. Like mm-hmm. as a as a film, because it. This is what I meant by when I said it was jarring earlier, because oh, yeah. you have elephants on parade, which is jarring. Um, not necessarily in a bad way, but it is jarring. Whereas this is jarring because it brings your attention to something again in in a like other group to everything Mm. else that we've seen before the thing is like the crows themselves like personalities they are pretty intelligent and they are nice they're really nice characters they're helpful they're supportive they i think that's the thing like they are represented in a good way in that sense however obviously everything else kind of surpasses that unfortunately Mm. and brings down the fact that they are nice characters um 
so yeah i think you obviously agree <laughs> yeah with that. imagine i was like no imagine i'd be like oh mm. be like, well <laughs> we're not friends anymore for? are we yeah mm. episode 14 the last yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no i agree and i think it's um, it, it is unfortunate because the characters yeah. themselves i really enjoy the characters and like, you say, how far they push Dumbo, and the song is so well. good if they just been more true if, if you want to represent that culture that's fine yeah but like you say, don't represent it only as another. Don't make sure that the the person with the most lines isn't even from that culture. I know. And be sensitive to the images and the associations within that culture as yeah. to what can offend people. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's complicated as, as as I've said. There's loads of discussions kind of around it. Yeah, it is controversial. You know, and it's Definitely. not it's not like it's you know the worst depiction no. of animation no. ever. But it's just it's it's unfortunate because it's just it's insensitive and it could have been so easily avoided. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. but thankfully they, they, they acknowledge it now um, yeah. it's, not, it's not like it ruins the film I just think it's a shame no. that they overshadow on it now but it's always yeah. kind of there which is a shame um, yeah. But yeah, I, no agree. One, I agree and it, especially their, their watching it in, in 2021 well, exactly. like when we, we've you know moved exactly. on so much it's, it is difficult yeah um, I agree a brief mention, I think, I've got to go to Mrs. Jumbo. Of course. One of the best Disney mums out there. Of course. And a reflection again, I'm going to mention this. How is there so much to talk about in this film? We don't understand. I know. <laughs> a reflection of the way that society at the time saw women and the yes. fact that if a woman felt emotional or anger, she was seen as crazy. Oh, yeah. How have we not mentioned this yet? Well, this here is we go. so important. <laughs> so I, I did have my time wrong, but the time's going to have to pause because this is a very important point. It's the fact that, like, as soon as a woman gets emotional or protective, even though we see so many of the men in, like, when you see, like, the ring, um, the ringmaster gets quite, like, hit up quite a few times. Yeah. Um, you know, it, we we see that where he gets quite passionate and angry and stuff. Yeah. Um, but when a, when the woman does it, <laughs> it's not okay. And the fact that she's literally protecting her child. Yeah done nothing wrong that's all she was doing wrong and yet as soon as a woman is seen to be anything other than like meek and quiet yeah she's literally locked up in an asylum essentially is, is what it's representative of um obviously it's presented as, as wrong because you kind of see the um the fact that like Dumbo goes to visit her and like we all feel really sorry for her and stuff like that and obviously she's talked about derogatory by the characters that we don't like yeah so we know that we're supposed to know that's wrong um, so it's an interesting comment from Disney on that, I think, on, on that yeah. at the time. Um, That's Disney, true. Disney has a problematic representation of women on screen. Yeah. Um, it does. However, they do have these moments where they have a really interesting commentary on the position of women. Yeah, it's again, because like... It's issue, I think, with Disney. This is quite mature in the sense yeah. that they do acknowledge that that group of elephants are wrong. Like, we've, we've got, like, an acknowledgement there. So it shows mm-hmm. that they do believe women are more than just, you know, like you said, submissive, passive, uh, essentially just mothers. Um, but unfortunately, once again in this film, do we have a positive female no, presence? Exactly. No, exactly. And so unfortunately, that commentary doesn't go far enough. It annoys me that we never see the release of Mrs. Jumbo either. Yeah. She just appears happy at the end. She's just in the train. Yeah. But whilst, it's... whilst it's a commentary on the fact that women shouldn't be treated that way and that being a protective mother is okay, you mm-hmm. still, all the other women in this film are like bitchy, are rude, are mean, are bitter. Yeah, exactly. And it's this idea, once again, in another like almost Disney film, that even when women are represented... Because if you look at the last four films that we've reviewed, there's been barely any women in them at all anyway. I mean, Pinocchio. There wasn't any, was there? Apart from no. that blue fairy who didn't even get me started. So I think it's it's 
such a difficult conversation to have when it comes to women on screen with Disney because they get some things right about the fact mm-hmm. that like we know it's wrong she's being treated that way and that she's yeah. being in a perfectly acceptable manner but they never show us anything to the contrary to give us that indication yeah because we know we're supposed to feel sympathetic that's yeah. that's the emotions we're supposed to be feeling so we know they're telling us this is wrong you yeah. shouldn't treat people like this so we know that but you're right there's just not enough to it because we don't really get the conclusion because we don't see her release I remember being so disappointed as a child that we never got to see them reunite for the first time yeah, I don't understand. They sh- they could have so easily have shown that yeah. instead of her like in the back of the the train like yeah. waving. We all just wanted to see that reunion again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I agree. I lo- I have to say, um, just briefly, I do love the stalk. Oh uh, yeah. It's when he gets his stalk, little. And I love. Nope. Yeah, I love it. I love that they have to sign for their baby's delivery. I, I love that detail. I thought that was amazing. Like, who are they signing for? Especially, like, when like, I know. Like, the zebras and the tigers come and it's quite obvious who the babies are for. Yeah. Because there's one tiger on board. Yeah. And it's interesting as well because the stork's like, oh, which one of you is expecting? So it's quite funny because, like, obviously they are expecting yeah. to get this baby because obviously, ah. like, Mrs. Jumbo looks out for him. I think I think they were a great uh, way of bringing the babies into, into the film. I love that whole scene. Me too. I think it's actually probably the best scene. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I can turn it off to the beginning I love happy it. then. Especially then when they have baby mine and all the other animals are with their mums. I can't oh, cope with that scene. Oh, I can't. Because they're all so happy and they're all together and Dumbo can't even see his mum's face because he's too small. So I can't. Let's move on from that sad moment. We'll move on. Yes. <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. <laughs> so that takes us to Disney fun fact number four, which is that Margaret Wright, who also provided the character's voice in Walt Disney World of Colour, used a device called a sonobox to give her voice that train-like flair. To use it, she held the mic next to her throat and whispered the lines. The process was pure magic, especially in 1941. So who did she play then? Uh, Casey Jr. Oh, the train. I see. That's, That's so why cool. it sounds. Because do you remember the bit in the film where the train's like, uh, I will make it, I will make it, I will make it. I wondered like, what the train, the train was saying. That. I couldn't work out yeah, what the train and then was it, saying. And it's like, uh, I made it, I made it, I made it. Something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it sounds quite croaky. And that's because uh, she's using the Sonobox to make that effect. Wow. That's so, so yeah, cool. It's quite different. That is really cool. Yeah, because I, I always yeah. know that it, like the train is making noises, but I can never quite work yeah. out words. But I can never work out what the words were. So oh yeah. Wow. Well, we teach you something new here every episode. People. It's quite nice. <laughs> we take it in turns to find the fun facts, don't we? So whenever the other yeah. one turns up, we learn new things as well. It's very nice. We're always educated. <laughs> in yeah, some way. we educate each other. <laughs> so that brings us on to our final segment then. So, obviously, a brief summary, because we have actually gone into quite a lot of detail, I, know. I think. We were expecting this to be, like, I... our shortest episode, and it hasn't happened. I'm shook that I actually had things to say. <laughs> I was worried we wouldn't be able to fill any time. I'd be like, yeah, elephants. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I was worried we'd have to bring the live-action one into it to, like, bulk it out a bit, but yeah, we're good. apparently not. So... This is where we give our um, rating out of 10 as well. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what I'm going for yet, so I'm going to keep buying my time. So just <laughs> to recap... There, is that what that means? <laughs> <laughs> so in case... I'm just saying now, the, the next thing I say will be a spoiler in case you want to go back to our previous episodes. However, it's still worth listening to them because then you'll find out why we gave it those scores. So I'm just going to recap our scores so you get an idea oh, of where we're at. Really <laughs> yes, they're quite embarrassing. So Snow White, um, I gave it a 4.75 out of 10. Mm. And Casey gave it a 
Mm-hmm. They're okay, actually. I think we maybe we enjoyed over. that. No, because I, I think when we think back, we I was going to give it less, and yeah. then after our discussion, I was like, actually quite enjoyed the film. Yeah, we, we yeah, that's true. Okay, and then <laughs> Pinocchio, oh. I gave it a two point five. I can't, and you gave it a three. Why did I give it a three? I remember the <laughs> main reasons. That was generous. I had my reasons for giving it a three. I think I it could have been like the music, or um, maybe no. like Jiminy Cricket redeeming, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. I definitely have my... Maybe I need to listen to episode six. Yeah, you need to re- <laughs> remind yourself. And then Fantasia. I'm so sorry. Um, we, we both gave this a two out of ten. I was nearly a one. So, uh... <laughs> we, can't, we couldn't have given it a one. We just couldn't. The only reason it didn't get a one is because... The Sorcerer Mickey. <laughs> well, yeah, and we considered it as if it was like a... A cultural art piece rather yeah, we than really film. Tried, didn't we? We, we were like actually if we considered it as this it would do better it was so, so too. <laughs> as you can see so far you can probably guess we're quite modern disney fans um mm-hmm. however this will be interesting because i have a feeling this score could be higher than those but i don't know so what are your overall thoughts on the film and how would you rate it out of 10 i feel i've kind of given my overall thoughts yeah as we've yeah. gone through I, I think like to, to summarize Mm-hmm. Nice film, really important themes and messages. Um, the only thing I would say is that more recent Disney films like Zootopia build mm-hmm. on those yes. themes in a, in a more recent, more developed way. So yeah. I think, yes, the film is great in what it does, but the Disney have actually extended that. So you look at Zootopia, and that has the idea about segregation, about oh, yeah. except, like, the fact that like Judy has to accept who she is and embrace yes. being a bunny and try not to be anybody else. So it's those similar messages. It's so more I think, deep, isn't it? we get more energy and depth within those films um so i think it's great at what it does it was a great kickstart i think for those for those themes um unfortunately like the whole like crow thing adds a bit of a dampener on at points i think like, yeah. you're right the plot isn't there isn't really a strong plot it's not mm-hmm. a gripping plot and um, the music is amazing the music is probably the most redeeming feature for me in this film yeah it's beautiful um dumbo's great not like my favorite disney character but Dumbo's great um and 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 yeah, so I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five point five. Okay. Then I'm gonna yeah. go a point higher than Snow White because I think I'd watch this one more than Snow White. Um, mm-hmm. I think, but I, as we said before, it's hard to have a kind of tear points off because I don't think there's anything specifically wrong with it. No. It's horrific, damaging. I just think it's missing a lot of things. Um, yeah. That's the difference. It's, it's not that things in it are bad. At, at times, the fact that it's missing quite a bit. Um, so five point five is where I'm gonna stick my sticker on the wall okay you so you've got a, you've a point higher than you went for snow white yeah because i was gonna only really go to five but then i was like no because i definitely like enjoy the color and stuff like that more than, than snow white um, yeah even though i enjoy the detail in snow white a lot more in the animation i love that the songs are better in dumbo the colors are better in dumbo yeah um and i feel like i have a lot more like connection with some of the scenes not the characters but the themes and stuff yeah um, so yeah. I'm with 5.5 it's your turn you want to give us an answer now you've had your thinking time I know I'm still kind of biding my time a bit there <laughs> right just to summarise my thoughts then I'm grateful this film existed because without it I don't know if we'd have this podcast that's also true actually <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my point here maybe it deserves a 10 just for that, yeah. the fact that it's <laughs> maybe you need to rethink your score <laughs> um no i yeah i'm grateful it exists because obviously we wouldn't have all the wonderful disney things we have today Mm -hmm. um obviously we can't say we wouldn't but we most likely wouldn't have so it's great for that reason dumbo i mean as you said i've got a dumbo cushion on my bed i do have a dumbo plushie that my parents bought me as well i 
I think Dumbo is one of the cutest Disney animals. Mm. I really do. And I, I just, I was so impressed by how well animated he was for the time oh, yeah. as well. And I think they did so well to do that. So I I love him. Like He's one of my favorite, not favorite Disney characters, favorite Disney animals, we'll say. We don't want to get too high. No, no, you don't want to get too excited. He, he's not going to go next to Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in the same lane as Stitch and Baymax, don't worry. But I, <laughs> he's I got love... like another like 80 years left. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to take it feast. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I have to say like, he is the draw to the film for me and I yeah, I just love Dumbo um, mm. as a character. So, um, obviously, like you can't ignore the fact that there are problematic points to it, and the plot isn't that deep. And for me, Pink Elephants on Parade, it it did give me a bit of a headache. I'm not gonna lie. I love so, Pink Elephants on the Parade. See, I think this is one of the films where we are quite different because it's depends yeah, on what like um, yeah. I, I quite like this like wacky random scenes. I think again because it's a song. I, I yeah. just like songs over most things, don't I? So it it reminded me of the heffalumps in Winnie I the Pooh. I love the heffalumps as well, <laughs> which also scared me when I was younger. So clearly, I didn't like some abstract true. elephants when I was younger. You must I don't have know. been really like a problem child to take to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with that being said, I am going to give it a six. Oh, um, oh that's quite high. I'm confident in my oh. choice. Don't make me question myself. It's no, only point just... five higher. <laughs> I know, but I feel like six, like sixty percent. Yeah, I know, I know. I, wow. I, I will stand by this though because honestly, like Dumbo in himself is like four points. I feel like you're voting for Dumbo the character. I honestly, yeah. I, I can't knock it any further down than that because I, I love him so much. I love the music as well, um, and. Like I said, I, I really value the simplistic animation, even mm. though for other people that might be a downside. I yeah. really like it. So, so yeah. We're going to have so many tens in the future. <laughs> we are, I know I am. I know. <laughs> I'm quite a generous marker, I think. I think uh, Pinocchio would disagree. <laughs> oh, I, that was generous. I should have given it a two. <laughs> Dear me. Yeah. Well, there we go then. Yes. Uh, there's our scores on the doors. We've yes. We'll make a note. They were higher, so I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm proud of us. Well done. They are because we've decreased since Snow White. We've gone down and down, and now we're back yeah. up a little bit. So yeah. Well done, us. And <laughs> there we are. We've reached the end. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our fourth classics episode, mm-hmm. and maybe it will have inspired you to go back and rewatch Dumbo or watch it for the first time as well. Maybe you've never yes. seen it. I mean, who, who are we to judge, you know? That is true. <laughs> and if you've enjoyed this, then please subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or follow us on Podbean. And if you've been listening for a while, we'd really appreciate you leaving us a review. Thank you so much to everyone that's done that. I have noticed, actually, I don't know if you saw, Katie, but on Apple, we've got more uh, reviews as well. Yeah, I spotted Which is that, nice. Which is really yeah. kind. Because we, our goal at the minute, so we now rank on Google, which is really exciting yeah. for us. When, when we first started, you had to type in our exact podcast name, including podcast. <laughs> to come up now we come up a lot easier so our next goal is to rank on like the streaming services when you type in disney and yes. to do that we need like look we need we need more reviews basically and um, so it's really nice when we see you guys comment in those reviews both for us and for kind of making the podcast even bigger which is great yeah it really helps us grow and it also helps us as people you know it makes <laughs> us happy podcast and <laughs> <those> people. <laughs> yeah we're always so deep what is wrong with us <laughs> anyway if you've got any disney loving friends then please pass them us on to them and yeah 
Thank you very much. And don't forget to follow along with our Instagram for all of our latest adventures. We are very close to a podcast milestone at the moment. I wonder if with the release of this podcast episode, we might potentially hit it. I think so. Hmm. We're being ambitious, but I think we might do. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're really, really close to a a very big milestone for us. We'll obviously announce more of it on Instagram, but when we kind of hit that, We'll be sharing a really, really exciting announcement over on our Instagram. So you definitely want to go and follow us over there. So we yes. are at a Sprinkler Disney Podcast on Instagram. Um, we're also on Facebook as well, where we'll be sharing those updates too. Um, coming up next time, we're doing something a little bit different again. We're getting a bit more creative and exciting yeah. now, aren't we? <laughs> um, we're getting a bit more adventurous now that we know people actually like listening to us. Um, so we're going to be reviewing the Pixar popcorn shorts that released on Disney Plus this week. So they are a selection of like one minute shorts from Pixar, from like our favourite Pixar movies, from Finding Dory and Finding Nemo, which is Toy Story and Soul. Um, yeah. So it's quite different. We haven't done any short stuff before. And no. um, as 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 a pair on the podcast, so that'll be next time. Something a little bit different. And um, we want to try and review like more um, like niche Disney Plus stuff, so you can kind of go and find new stuff to watch on Disney Plus. Um, I don't know. That's what I I like to do as well. Yeah. That's yeah. happening next time. Um. And then obviously, once again, if you have kind of any um, inquiries, whether you want us to star on your podcast, um, we, we've had those requests before, which is really flattering and, and yeah. really kind. Um, it's worth pointing out that this week, Rosie and myself um, were the guest stars on a new Disney podcast called Making the Magic Podcast, um, which should be coming out in the next two weeks. So go give those like uh, go and give those guys a follow on on whatever podcast uh, streaming service you like um, and give them a like on Facebook as well they're both lovely people Amanda and Martin yeah Martin actually works in Disneyland Paris as well and Amanda is a Disney travel agent and so it was great to chat to them so keep an eye on their channels for when our episode releases and if you want to be a guest if if you're a former cast member or you're a Disney travel agent or you're someone who just has a really strong opinion about a film (laughs) drop us an email and we'd love to have you on the show Um, and obviously the email is a sprinkler Disney podcast at gmail.com We have been a sprinkle of Disney. Have a magical rest of your day.